You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day. Today on the podcast, we have a couple of things to do. First of all, we have to break down the Bills' hiring of Aaron Cromer as the offensive line coach, and then it's time for our performance review discussion on the Bills' offensive tackles. And so some interesting things to get into there. But let's start with Aaron Cromer being the Bills' new offensive line coach. And you probably recall that last week on the podcast, we talked about Phil Rauscher as the Bills' next offensive line coach. I'm glad that I said it was a reported hire because that report wound up not being true. The Bills have officially announced Aaron Cromer. So let's talk about Cromer because he is the Bills' new offensive line coach. He's 54 years old, and Aaron Cromer is one of the most highly regarded offensive line coaches in the NFL. He's had a ton of success. He's coached a lot of pro bowlers. He's developed a lot of young offensive linemen, and he has a lot of experience, and not only experience as an offensive line coach, but as an offensive coordinator and a run game coordinator. Most recently, he was the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator for the Rams, where he was able to maximize a lot of young talent. Guys like Austin Corbett, Brian Allen, Rob Havenstein. And as for Austin Corbett, he really didn't work out with his initial opportunity with the Cleveland Browns. He went to the Rams and his career really took off. Brian Allen, a mid-round pick at center, he came into his own. Rob Havenstein, David Edwards. Joseph Noteboom has developed into a quality backup. Meanwhile, he's been able to maximize Andrew Whitworth and what he's been able to accomplish this late into his career. So he had a great run with the Rams, and obviously the last two years that he was there, that run game was outstanding. When he was with the Saints from 2009 to 2012, he coached five different Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Just a long history of maximizing players. He was the Bills offensive line coach from 2015 through 2016. And across those two seasons, the Bills had the number one rushing offense in the NFL in both seasons. And I think that's when we saw the very best from guys like Eric Wood and Richie Incognito and Cordy Glenn. I mean, even guys like John Miller and Jordan Mills, they had their best years with Aaron Cromer. And Miller and Mills both had opportunities after they left the Bills to go start in other places, and they really have been disappointments. Again, Aaron Cromer, just a long history of developing offensive linemen and getting the most out of them. And another thing that I'll say about Cromer is that the offensive line community loves this dude. I'm not sure how much you guys are aware of the offensive line community on social media. Guys like Duke Mannyweather, Brandon Thorne, they all go to bat for Aaron Cromer. And so whether it's 
what he's proven in the NFL, the experience that he brings, or just the general appreciation for people who study offensive line play and train offensive linemen, they love this guy. And so I think the Bills hit a home run with this hire. I think he's exactly the type of influence that this offensive coaching staff needed. It's easy to love the passing game pedigree that exists within this offensive coaching staff when you consider Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady and Chad Hall all being in the mix. So adding Aaron Cromer really elevates the Bills' rushing offense. And this is a guy that's going to be an asset not only to the players, but to the scheme in general. And when I think about the Bills' offensive linemen, guys like Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle, even Deion Dawkins, I really like their opportunity to take that next step in their career under the coaching of a guy like Aaron Cromer. This is an absolute home run. You've heard it said that the offensive line coach is the most important assistant coach on a staff. And I think the Bills just hired one of the best five in the NFL. Mike Munchak's up there. Bill Callahan's up there. Aaron Cromer's in that conversation to be one of the best. And the Bills now add him to this coaching staff. And so while the Bills had to say goodbye to Brian Dayball and Bobby Johnson and Shea Tierney to bring in the likes of Joe Brady and Aaron Cromer and to get Ken Dorsey to stay as your offensive coordinator, you have to love the job that the Bills have done to replenish this offensive coaching staff. And I'm excited to see how it moves forward because continuity is a blessing and it's mostly a very good thing. But sometimes there's an absence of fresh ideas and fresh voices in the room and things can get a little bit stale. And I'm not here to tell you that I think that was the case or would have been the case under Brian Dayball. But given the mix of continuity and high-level new voices added to this offensive coaching staff, I get excited about having the best of both worlds there in terms of being able to have enough continuity, but also have enough fresh voices and ideas and fresh eyes in the room to really elevate and advance this offense moving forward. One other piece of newsy information that I want to get into before we talk about the Bills' offensive tackles is Eli Anquo, a defensive tackle, agreed to a futures deal with the team. And I'm excited about this because I thought last year Anquo was the fourth best defensive tackle on the team. And so it adds a familiar face and a guy that I have some level of confidence to come in and play 15, 20% of the snaps. And so the defensive tackle room needs some new bodies in there. We'll see what happens with Justin Zimmer and Harrison Phillips. Vernon Butler, we'd have to guess, is probably gone. But right now, you at least have Anquo, Oliver, and Starr under contract for next year. And that, to me, is a reasonable starting point. I'd still love to see them re-sign Harrison Phillips. I'd still love to see them invest a fairly early selection on a defensive tackle But having Anquo back, to me, gives me a little bit better feeling entering the offseason with him already in the fray. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs 
right up into the big game on Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's do our offensive tackle performance review from the 2021 season. We'll start with Deion Dawkins, the Bills' starting left tackle, a 2017 second-round pick, number 63 overall in the draft. Dawkins is 27 years old. He turns 28 in April, and he's entering year two of a four-year, $58.3 million extension that he signed. And if you're wondering, that makes him the 18th highest-paid offensive tackle in the NFL. And so a good value contract for the Bills with Deion Dawkins. As far as his statistical output goes for the 2021 season, he played in 16 games with 15 starts, played 97% of the Bills' offensive snaps. He was flagged for seven penalties. Five of them were holding, and five holding penalties in 2021 matches his combined total from 2018, 2019, and 2020. So five holding penalties this year, five in total from 18, 19, and 20. Deion Dawkins allowed four sacks and conceded 28 pressures on the quarterback. As far as my 2021 review goes for Deion Dawkins, I thought he had a great year. And he really turned it on down the stretch. He was dominant from the first New England game on. And if you guys remember, He wasn't supposed to play in that game against New England. He was called off the bench and came in and played at a high level. And it was the fewest amount of sacks and pressures that he's given up on a per-snap basis of his career, and it's not particularly close. He had a great season. Deion Dawkins is at least an above-average starting left tackle, and he's on a very reasonable contract. Again, the 18th highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL, and I think he's arguably a top 10 left tackle in the league. He was voted to the Pro Bowl this year, and all around he had a great season. And this is now his fifth season in a row manning the left tackle spot for the Buffalo Bills. And he's developed into a leader. He's been a steady player. He's on a value contract. He's an original draft pick. He's got a great brand. I love everything about having Deion Dawkins as the team's left tackle. So for in 2022, I'm just looking for more of the same. Continue being a stud left tackle and leader for this team. Continue being an absolute stalwart at left tackle for Josh Allen. And I'll probably say this about every single offensive lineman, but I'm super excited about seeing Dawkins work with Aaron Cromer and seeing what type of gains can be made and how he can elevate his game even more with a coach like Cromer. And so I'm completely satisfied with Deion Dawkins at left tackle, and I expect that to be the case moving forward. Let's move on to Spencer Brown, the Bills starting right tackle, a 2021 third round pick, number 93 overall in the draft. He's 23 years old. He turns 24 in February this month on the 28th. So Spencer Brown is not too far away from his 24th birthday. 
As far as his contract, he's entering year two of a four-year, $4.8 million rookie deal. And his statistical output in 2021 is that he played in 13 games with 10 starts. He played 78% of the snaps for the Bills offense. He was flagged for seven penalties. And he conceded one sack and 36 pressures on the quarterback. As far as my 2021 review, I'm very satisfied with what Spencer Brown was able to get done at right tackle. I don't think we expected him to start this year, but to his credit, he forced the issue and earned the job in week four. The Bills wanted to get this guy into the lineup, and they moved some players around to make sure that could happen. Now, I'll admit that he was up and down, but he mostly showcased a high-level skill set that gives me the hope that he's going to be the starting right tackle for the Bills for a long time. I'm excited for him to work with Aaron Cromer, and Spencer Brown is simply put, one of the most physically gifted players in the NFL regardless of position. He might be the most athletic offensive lineman in the game, and we know that he's got a nasty mean streak to go with those movement skills. This guy's ceiling is off the charts. So I am elated for him to be the Bills' right tackle. He's a great value as a third-round pick. And the untapped potential here is significant. I've said this a lot when talking about Spencer Brown, but he played tight end in eight-man football in high school. He only has two years of game experience at the college level at Northern Iowa playing offensive line. It is remarkable that he was able to come in and start and play at the level that he did for the Bills offense. The sky is the limit for this dude. And I'm sure he'll take a step forward, he'll get coached up, and he'll be able to utilize those dynamic physical gifts that he has to be even more of an impact blocker for this offense. So for my 2022 outlook, it's all about taking that next step forward. Find some more consistency as a pass blocker, and prove that this right tackle spot is yours and the Buffalo Bills can forget about it for the foreseeable future. I think that Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins have the upside to be one of the better offensive tackle pairings in the entire NFL. This is the time of year that I've pretty much usually given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like It's not really a resolution because I'm actually enjoying eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate because all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. And these things are low-calorie high protein, and you can replace your candy bars with these. They're actually better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, and that's not the case with Built Bars. They're healthy for you, and they have so many great flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month is the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. And at Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. I've got a deal for you. Go to Built.com, 
Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. The next offensive tackle for us to put under the microscope is Tommy Doyle, a 2021 fifth-round pick, number 161 overall. He's 23 years old. He turns 24 in May, and he's entering year two of his four-year, $3.8 million rookie deal. And if the Bills felt the need to move on from him, they could free up $400,000 in salary cap space. As far as his 2021 statistical output, he played in 11 games with no starts. He played 8% of the snaps on offense, had zero penalties, and conceded one sack and one pressure. And so he played 80 snaps on the season. Most of them came in week 15 and beyond. And as far as the distribution of those 80 snaps, he played eight at left tackle, 13 at right tackle, and then 59 as a utility blocker slash jumbo tight end type player. So as for his 2021 review, I'm really pleased with how he developed. Remember I had that idea in the offseason that the way that the Bills can get value out of Spencer Brown as a third round pick as a rookie is to have him fill the utility blocker, big tight end role. And Spencer Brown wound up doing that for the first few games of the season before taking over as a starting right tackle. Well, later on in the season, Tommy Doyle fills that exact role that I had in mind for Spencer Brown. And I thought he did a great job. There was a correlation between the Bills' run game finding itself and Tommy Doyle stepping in and being used as that utility blocker. But his growth from preseason to the end of the season was notable. I remember watching him in preseason and being pretty concerned about his ability to actually dress and help the team this year or have any level of confidence that if the Bills needed him to play tackle, that he wouldn't be a liability. Then throughout the course of the year, you just saw him become more confident in that jumbo tight end role and provide an impact for the offense. He even caught that touchdown pass in the playoffs. And so entering the season with Dawkins and Williams as the starting tackles, overall, the Bills have to be thrilled with what they got out of their rookie tackles in 2021. I remember talking about this in the offseason and kind of wondering what the path for playing time for Brown and Doyle would be this year. And Spencer Brown becomes a starting right tackle. Darrell Williams kicks inside the guard. And then Tommy Doyle becomes the utility tight end guy. And I thought it was a, a great way to get value out of those guys as rookies. 
So as for his 2022 outlook, stop me if you've heard this before, but I'm really excited to see how he develops under Aaron Cromer. I'm looking for Tommy Doyle to lock down the swing tackle role and prove that to us in training camp and in preseason while continuing to be used as a utility blocker. I think as a fifth-round pick, the Bills are in good position to get great value out of Doyle for depth and as that utility blocker. Let's move on to the last offensive tackle we'll cover, and that's Bobby Hart, a 2021 free agent signing. He's 27 years old. He turns 28 in August, and his contract is expired, and he was a practice squad player for the Bills this past year. He was active for one game, and he played six total snaps. As for his 2021 review, he caused a lot of unnecessary fear in the minds of Bills fans. We all know that Bobby Hart is a 67-game starter in the NFL, but it's been a struggle for him. And the COVID cases for Dawkins and Brown forced many to fear that Hart would have to actually play offensive line for this team. And we know that Hart has been a liability to his offense, and fortunately, we didn't have to see that outside of preseason. So as for my 2022 outlook, I don't expect him to return. I mean, Bobby Hart spent time on three different practice squads in 2021. He was originally on the Bengals. They cut him. The Bills signed him. The Bills cut him. He goes to Miami. He goes to Tennessee. And then he goes back to Buffalo. If there was a big-time demand for Bobby Hart, you'd think he would have latched on somewhere. And given his experience in the NFL, I think everyone kind of understands what he is. But at the same time, There's not guys that are 27 years old that have started nearly 70 games in the NFL just walking around, and so I think there's always going to be a little bit of appeal for teams to bring this guy in. So I guess he'll be on someone's 90-man roster, but I doubt he ends up being on a 53. So as for my overview for this position group, assessing what the Bills have and what they need, I think what they have is a high-level left tackle in Deion Dawkins, a developing and potentially high-impact starter in Spencer Brown at right tackle, a very intriguing developmental swing tackle in Tommy Doyle, who also fills the jumbo tight end role, and then I think the Bills will need to have another rosterable option or two because the Bills will likely roster four offensive tackles and five interior offensive linemen. And so whether it's a mid-round draft pick or a bargain bin free agent, I think you'll see something added to this mix because there's a guy that we didn't talk about that's probably going to make the team as the fourth offensive tackle. And then kind of coming in over the top, like I've said for all these offensive linemen, I'm really excited to see how a respected offensive line coach like Aaron Cromer meshes with these guys, and for him to start working with them and see how they evolve as players and what it means for the Bills' offense in general, for the run game, and just for the protection for Josh Allen. I think there's a lot of exciting things happening when it comes to the Bills' offensive tackle position, and to know that Aaron Cromer is going to be coaching these guys makes it even more exciting. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast tomorrow. We turn our attention to the interior offensive line, which might be one of our most fascinating discussions yet because there's a lot of players that are set to return, 
But there are a lot of players in that group that have contracts that the Bills can do something with to create cap space. And so we have a lot of really interesting stuff to dig into tomorrow. Don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.